Live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And we're on to the second half, 12-22 to go in the third quarter, 10-7 lead for the Cowboys. Cowboys one-and-a-half-point favorites. Live total sitting where it's been for a while, 41-and-a-half. Not much movement there. You get the Chargers, even money on that money line. Anybody dabble any more on the Chargers Cowboys here? I have not placed yeah. anything since the break. I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. No, yeah, I stayed don't away. Know. I'm just I, I really need one more reception from CeeDee Lamb, and then I'm feeling good about my night. If the Chargers want to win or maybe just not lose by two, I'll feel much better. I don't really want to get involved in much more on this one, guys. Yeah, I feel Nor like this is I. an emotional <laughs> roller coaster for you, though, given the two teams that are playing. And, yeah. Well, how much you My love Super both Bowl. of them. Yeah, this is your Super Bowl, so. The Horvat Bowl, the some Horvath. would call it, right? <laughs> that's. I think that's actually what we all were calling it. Justin that's, Herbert, that's the official name. beautiful lot. How do you not love Justin Herbert, right? I mean, he's tough. He's got great hair. Right. Uh, great he's arm. Smart. Yeah. He used I think to do, like, missions in his offseason. Good kid. That's right. Diamondbacks threatening now. Runners on the corners for the D-backs. 5-2 game. Five, no two. And uh, that's not good for our Phillies. Yeah, guys, I still think the Phillies are winning the damn. Josh, Kel uh, Josh Kelly. Uh, Palmer goes over his uh, receptions, over three and a half. So there you go. Probably should have just played that, guys. Four targets, four receptions, 50 yards. Quentin Johnston, one target, zero yards, zero receptions. All right, we bring on our buddy Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider. Patrick, I'm just going to. I'm just watching this game right now, and I'm seeing a Cowboys team that all of a sudden, I guess, does play defense after all. What, what do you make of what we've seen so far in the first half of this? Because heading into this game, man, we were sitting there going, what type of defense are we going to get from the Cowboys? Do we sit here and we back the Cowboys? Do we trust them? I feel like it's going to be like a week-after-week -week roller coaster with Dallas. It, first off, thanks to the three of you for having me on. Looks like an awesome atmosphere out there again. Oh, i got to get out here. here and check that place out at, at some point. It just looks like way too much fun. Look, it, it, I guess that is what it's going to be. I talked to an odds maker pregame here in Vegas, and, you know, he really thought that there was going to be some points scored tonight. Um, they're going to have to get moving if that's the case. But, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he thought both teams would, would, would get out and play better and, 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 have, and put more points on the board, especially the Cowboys in the wake of that blowout loss. Really hard to say what you're going to see. But I will say at BetMGM, the tickets and the money, at least on the spread, we're, uh, we're running toward the Cowboys, a little bit shy at two to one tickets and two to one money at BetMGM. So they were probably rooting for the, uh, they're probably rooting for the Chargers behind the counter here to find a way to get this done. And it's such a short number that basically you're rooting for the Chargers to win the game outright. All right, Pat, we talked about it last week. We've been talking about it. It has been a very public NFL season, except for <laughs> yes, baby. <laughs> it, okay, <laughs> Niners. Ah. Eagles, eh, Bills, eh. all right, so where are we at now? What was the slaughterhouse? How much did the public lose? How excited were the books? Uh, the books were very excited. The public lost a lot of money. Good. <laughs> so, yes, this was not a good weekend to be a typical public better because, look, one oddsmaker told me a couple of weeks ago at a, at a major book here in Las Vegas, he's like, it's just, it, it's just, sort of the way that the expansion of sports betting, even here and even with it here in Vegas, having been here all along, the expansion of sports betting has really led in the NFL to just this proliferation of money line parlays and to a lesser degree teasers where they just load up on favorites. And, you know, if the favorites have a good Sunday, then the books are going to get railed like they did the la on, in weeks um, four and five. 
And if the books, you know, if, if, the, if, the, if the strong favorites have a tough Sunday, then the books are going to clean up. And the books absolutely cleaned up. Scott Shelton at Benham Gym, Nevada, uh, said it was just a, you know, a, a monstrous win. One of their, the best, really the best weekend, college and pro, but that he can, you know, that he can recall in recent memory. Everything fell their way from the, from the perspective of just those two games, Trista. I had one odds maker tell me today, we actually lost more games than we won on Sunday but we won the most impactful games. And obviously two of those most impactful were the Browns beating the Niners, the Jets beating the Eagles. And it probably didn't hurt kind of cherry on top sort of thing um, that, that, that the bills didn't even come close to covering yesterday and darn near lost outright as well. Pat, I think I jinxed the Thursday night game because I said uh, a couple <laughs> nights ago, I said, finally on Thursday night, we're going to get a good game because we're going to get the Saints, ah. we're going to get the Jags. And it opened at pick. Now we see the Saints as three-point favorites against the Jags, even though they're on the road in this game. So obviously this has to do with Trevor Lawrence's health. Is that you what bet. you're seeing here? Because you got Jacksonville 3-0 straight up and against the spread in this game. Right, exactly. That's got to be that. That's got to be the situation, and that's what the odds maker, an odds maker, I spoke with uh, who I speak with every Sunday night. Uh, you know, they they had on the look ahead. They had Jacksonville minus one last week, and he said, "All but all of this is dependent on the health of Trevor Lawrence." I mean, obviously, if he doesn't play, it is a short week, which is part of what's in play here. And if you've got the Saints sliding out to minus three, um, it, it sure looks like at least the odds makers and probably uh, there's probably some sharp customers pushing it that way thinking that maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to be out this week. I mean, if, or, or that likely Trevor Lawrence is going to be out this week because there's no way the Jags would be a three-point <laughs> dog without that. I don't know if you have this in front of you right now, so I might be putting you on the spot, but I'm going to try anyway. The Bills are eight-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at the Patriots, and this is starting to feel like now the Patriots season, Pat, is just completely done. I mean, they are, mm-hmm. they're horrible offensively. They look like a team that's ready to rebuild and just fire everybody. If it wasn't Bill Belichick, we'd probably be sitting there going, oh, this head coach that's not Bill Belichick would be getting fired. Are you starting to see more and more money fade the Patriots, people just anti-Patriots the rest of the way? Is that going to be something I think that we – because I feel like there's also just this narrative. A lot of people want to see the Patriots lose, and I feel like we could see a lot of people in the public just decide even more reason for me to just go ahead and bet against the Patriots the rest of the season. Right. I think it's, it's certainly started to creep in more. I, I still think there, were a, there was a book or two uh, yesterday, Nick, that still needed the, uh, the, uh, needed the Raiders, believe it or not, a couple of books, but uh, I, I, I do think that starting to turn the tide against New England here, and boy, the way they failed to cover the number yesterday was just sickening. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's 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 quite a way to lose to lose a cover or for the Raiders to gain a cover. And what one oddsmaker told me last night is New England is playing to a very low power rating at the moment. And as he, and as I was just discussing, he said they really conspired to find a way to not cover in Las Vegas on Sunday, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's probably going to happen. However, the, you know, I will say this: the Bills didn't help themselves with a with a with a very tepid performance last night, yeah. uh, Sunday night against the Giants. But um, it's it's going to be hard to take that team. I I don't I don't know why you I wouldn't bet them with your money right now. Right, I, I wouldn't <laughs> either, man. I, I really might bet them with Nick's money. Right, well, fine. Maybe <laughs> you <laughs> well, you know, that's that's you, Ryan. I understand. <laughs> Patrick, we saw Colorado go up twenty nine zero and then uh, lose in double overtime. Uh, what was the result for the book there? I'm sure you had a lot of uh, backers for Colorado crying, a lot of tears. But was there some? Some money placed live, like when they went up 29-0. Like, what was the result for the book there? 
there were there was a couple there were a couple of people who took flyers on just you know just messing around not like it was a sharp player and a couple of people took some flyers on Stanford at at like uh, you know plus four thousand uh, so good on them they got to the finish line I think one better had the uh, maybe plus thirty five hundred and had a thousand bucks on Stanford to come all the way back and won thirty five thousand dollars that's a pretty wow. you know pretty quick way to win thirty five grand. But generally speaking, Trista, that was a that just kicked off the weekend perfectly for the sports books, and it kind of set up. They had a good Saturday, and obviously, as we've already discussed, they had a really good Sunday. That Colorado result was a really good result because betters were back on Coach Prime. They went to Arizona State, didn't look great, but got a win. Now they're home. They're solid favorites. They're betting them on the on the on the uh, on the spread for sure, and even to, even on the money line to a lesser extent, even though they were having to lay a pretty hefty price there. Everybody was on them. It was definitely a a, a really a, another big win for the book and another big loss for the public. Maybe this is what finally, you know, totally slows down uh, the coach prime train because that was a disaster to fall apart in that game the way they did at home Friday night. Pat, a game I'm fascinated or going to be fascinated with is going to be San Francisco and Minnesota because Minnesota hasn't mm-hmm. been very sure. good, but they did cover and beat the Chicago Bears. And the 49ers, I know you had this in your report, they opened up as touchdown favorites coming off their first loss, but a lot of injury concerns. Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams got dinged in that game, Debo Samuel. So they've come off the seven now, a six and a half being dealt by BetMGM. Uh, what are you seeing mm-hmm. in that game? What do you think a book needs going to be when we get a little bit closer to uh, the primetime game coming up on the 23rd? Really good question. I I mean, look, I'll, it's, it's all going to depend on the injuries. If, if, yeah. if, if, you know, if two to three of the, if two of those three guys are out, then, you know, if the public's paying attention, they really shouldn't be jumping on the Niners here. But I feel like as long as McCaffrey plays, the public is probably still going to be on San Francisco here. But to your point about the number going down to six and a half from seven, what an odds maker told me on Sunday night was, um, you know, look, a road loss in bad weather to a good Browns defense, um, and that is a good Browns defense, is excusable. But he said, look, the 49ers can't possibly lay more than a TD until we know about the health of the team. And to your point, now down to six and a half, even though Minnesota didn't look necessarily great yesterday and really hasn't looked great pretty much all the, you know this entire season. Um, I can still see the public being on the Niners, provided McCaffrey plays. But, uh, uh, but boy, that's going to be one you're going to want to keep a close eye on before you invest in that game this coming weekend. Yeah, I mean, that could be two just massive injuries with McCaffrey sure. out of OMSU. Live reaction here. Oh, okay. Dak That's takes a, another sack. There we go. Dak took another sack. Shocking, shocking. Uh, <laughs> so we, we saw over the weekend from the 49ers losing and the Eagles losing. Have you or do you think that we might see more and more money coming in on the lines in the futures market if people start to look at that in the NFC? They're 6-1 to one to win the NFC right now over at BetMGM. I mean, it's still the 49ers plus 175, Eagles plus 320, Cowboys are 5-1, to one, and then the Lions at 6-1. to one. Like, I feel like it's hard, right, because people look at this and say Lions – and winning, and it's just like we're not used to that. But do you think, or again, have you already maybe seen that where the public is starting to back the lines a little bit more, not just week to week, but maybe in the futures market too? Oh, I think they're probably starting to hit them in the futures market, and even that yeah. number, I think, is kind of an indicator. I don't think you know. I I mean, I honestly, I hadn't looked today, and I didn't realize they were into you know six to one in the NFC and 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 so on. So yeah, I think that already demonstrates it. But yeah, they are definitely a public darling week to week. And it's only natural that now, as they continue to win, and by the way, cover at a ridiculous rate, this team is an ATM for betters right now and has been for a year. 14-2 and two against the number in the last 16 games. So 
Um, it just barely missed the playoffs last year. So it makes sense that there's going to start being some rollover, at least in the NFC. I, you know, I think they're I think they're worth a shot. They got a they got a really good defense. That's what one odds maker pointed out to me last night. He said Detroit's defense is seemingly for real. Um, you know, he he's definitely sold on that team, and, and and they're doing just enough on offense to get the job done, and 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 obviously covered spreads, which is fantastic if you're betting them. So I hope everybody's on them. But uh, he expects this week the Lions are going to be a popular public dog against the Ravens. And and to your point there, uh, Nick, I do think they are starting to get more a little more attention in the futures market as well as well, and I think they should. I want to talk a little bit about college really fast because sure. that Oregon-Washington game, Pat, oh, was just one yeah. oh. for the ages. I've watched it four times. Uh, it was neither <laughs> team really deserved to lose. I think both of these mm-hmm. quarterbacks could easily win the Heisman. Oregon now mm-hmm. goes back home licking their wounds with a loss under their belt that they probably shouldn't have had. And they play a very, very pesky, very tough Washington State team, and they're minus 20. And I know Oregon yeah. – has been a buzzsaw, but it feels like anything over a touchdown in the Pac-12, you just have to take the underdog. I would feel that way, too, and I was surprised when I saw the number. It's, I mean, Washington State had a bad loss in Week 7, a very bad loss at home. Now, that said, look what Arizona did to USC two weeks ago. So maybe you should have seen this coming, that Arizona is maybe a little bit better than people think. Um, but yeah, Washington State's a good team. They got a quality win over Wisconsin. They got a quality win over Oregon State. Um, I was stunned that they got just you know run out of the building against Arizona. That really surprised me. And maybe that's you know what weighed heavily in the, into the odds makers doing what they're doing with this. I'm surprised. I do think it's a very big number, and I I definitely be inclined to see Washington State. Not that they're going to you know go to go to Eugene and find a way to uh, to win that game, but I got a feeling they're going to be very amped up to make it competitive. Do you think this gets bet down, Pat, or do you think that people on the East Coast are just not paying enough attention to, to Pac-12 football? That's a really fair question. Um, I my feeling is it should it, is that it does get bet down. That just seems like too much. I I mean I can't see this going to three touchdowns, but you know uh, if the public gets on board, they did see. Look, it was a phenomenal game, and Oregon was fantastic, and probably should have won. To your point, Trista. So. Uh, yeah, everybody saw a very fun to watch Oregon offense, and they don't know anything about Washington State. So if they're going to bet, they're probably going to throw Oregon in there. So perhaps it does get to twenty-one, but um, I feel like the other side is the right way on this. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider, always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks Pat. Pat. Great. Have a great week. We got a ten-seven lead now. Six ten to go in the third. Did you see what happened? Justin Herbert could have gotten the first down. Yeah. He ends up. Uh, getting touched just like a couple of hairs short of the first down line. Probably could have gone even further, and then they end up turning over on downs. What a gross, gross sequence. Don't bet against the Ducks. You think Dan Lanning's not going to have them guys motivated? <laughs> I, I already know. bet them at 20. Did you? Oh, yeah. I like the Ducks this week. You also love Dan Lanning. Oh, yeah. I love Dan yeah. Lanning as well. Big Dan Lanning fan over there. Well, I think we all Ain't no let down coming. Damn straight. It's bet MGM tonight.
Whenever we look at penalties here, I think one of the things that we tend to do is just look at yards or how many infractions have occurred, things like that. And if you do that, then, okay, maybe you're discounting the Ravens and Broncos and Cardinals, and they're the usual suspects, and that's fine. But I think there's a more accurate way for determining who is committing penalties in, say, high-leverage situations when you actually have to play sound football because of a play that could determine the outcome of a contest? Who can you rely upon and who can't you rely upon? And one of the stats that I cite frequently on BetQL Daily is expected points, EP, EPA, a lot of variations to it. And what it does is it puts context to plays. And so a false start on first and 10 is not going to be as severe as, say, a false start on third and inches. First and 15, yeah, you're getting set back, but you can still move the chains. Whereas third and five, third and six, much, much tougher, much higher leverage of a situation than, say, third and inches. We are going to power rank the five worst teams in the NFL. They're not power rankings. They're powerless rankings. At number 32, we have the Bears at 0-4. Justin Fields struggling. His QBR close to the bottom in the league. The offense is out of sync. A lot of issues. Plenty of blame to go around. Just not good. It would be the Chicago Bears. The dysfunction matters for something. And the dysfunction has lasted, you know, for a good year now. No surprise, Bears are 32nd. Back to what do you have to hang your hat on? What do the Bears have? Do they have upside with the quarterback? I don't know. We'll see. I want to see how Fields does tomorrow off the best game of his career. I know they don't have a head coach. I know they don't have an offense to speak of. Luke Getze's a disaster at offensive coordinator. I know they don't have anybody on defense. It's terrible there. I mean, they just don't, they have nothing. I don't know if they have a GM. I know the ownership stinks. We've got the Panthers at 31. Nothing is going right. Bryce Young came back and the offense uh, wasn't very good. Then at number 31, I've got the Carolina Panthers. The fourth and sixth lowest success rates of unqualified quarterbacks belong to Andy Dalton and Bryce Young. 29, I, I decided to go with Carolina there. I know they're 0-4, but um, I went 29 because, look, I don't... I don't know that Reich was the right hire. Now, offensively, they're a mess, but they just drafted their franchise quarterback, and early on, it looks like Bryce Young might be the worst of those top few guys. He might be. A one-in-three team again. 
the New York Giants. The Giants have now been outscored 64-3 to at home this season and would be winless if it wasn't for that comeback against the Cardinals, another team that could possibly be on this list. Now the Giants, this is where we're going. Like, what do you have to hang your hat on? Um, I don't want to kill them because of the injuries, the brutal injuries they've dealt with on each side of the box. Andrew Thomas and Saquon are so vital to this team, but it's not like they're good with, with them on the field either. The quarterback leads the NFL in interceptions with six. Josh Jacobs, he's not doing very well. Devontae Adams is calling out everybody saying that there's no winning culture. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. 31. I went with the Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels is a train wreck. The Cowboys over okay. the Chargers. Oh, what a big moment, Marching though. down the field, going for it on fourth down. Or third, no, it's Let me third say down. something. This I don't care. Down as a Chargers here. better, this is not four-down territory because Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley do not have creative play calls. You kick the stupid field goal. Well, it's third and goal right now. No, I know, but I just already know how this ends, Nick. In the back of the He's end looking zone, for that fade there. in the back. There you go. Yeah, there. yeah, All right, yeah. so they went for it. And so now if they would have taken the two field goals, I get that. You know, you got you got to be uh, aggressive. Aggressive, be yeah. Aggressive. Be ag- if you just take the oh. if you just take the two field goals, you have a 13-10 lead. It's all I'm saying. Yeah. I ain't saying, but I'm saying. That's I mean, a win. Right now, it is just we're watching two offenses. That, I, I mean, the total in this game was it closed 50, at 50, and it was 56 right, and a half. The point. 36 right, no, 34. It's so gone I'm down to 34 and a half in this. Thank God. Here comes. So here you go, Cameron Dicker, the kicker. Hashtag Dicker. That's a pretty good nickname, actually. Come on, Dicker. I think that's... Uh, All right, Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm watching on my phone, yeah. so... It's like when s- I go to my grandparents' house and watch Archie Bunker on the little, like, white <laughs> TV, because, like, white and black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get what you're doing Same there. Thing. I see what you did there. Anyway, yeah, how's, how's everybody going? All right, well, minute eight to go in the third quarter. we got a tie game at 10. A lot of time on the NFL today. Let's go yeah. down a little bit and look at some college football now in Horvath U. Time to paint the face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. Time to paint the face. You gotta take your mind out of the gutter. I agree. Now, guys, appropriate. You know, I would love to do that. I would love to just tell you guys all about. Like the daily tip is like, did you guys not know that there's highly sexual undertones to this? I have no idea what you're talking about. Whatever do you mean, Trista? Jeez, I don't know. I think Scott has his hand over his face. (laughs) Saturday, guys. (laughs) Saturday, I woke up and I watched college football until about 1 a.m. And I do that every Saturday, but this Saturday was different because. Before I even got to Saturday Night Live around like 2 a.m. because it was the season debut, and even though it's college football season, I still I'm an SNL guy until I die. I had to rewatch Oregon and Washington twice, and since then today I watched it twice because that was an instant classic where you didn't want to see either team lose. It doesn't matter if you hate the Ducks or you hate Washington. Now for Trista, it's probably different because that's a real rivalry. They hate Washington. Yeah, hate them. But like Michael Penix in that game took an absolute beating. Oregon got pressure. They hit him high. They hit him low. He was limping, and he got up. He sat in that pocket, and he delivered, and he made throw after throw. He made throws that you don't see on Sundays. He didn't flinch. Dude was coming for him at 4-3-40 pace, just ready to put his entire body into Michael Penix's sternum, and he just sat there waiting for his receiver to break in the route. It yeah. got it to him effortlessly. Just awesome. Just throw after throw. He's, he's got three NFL wide receivers, um, but still. 
And uh, on Oregon's side, though, you can't take anything away from the Ducks. Like, I don't want to see them drop in the rankings. I think if they have one loss, if they get a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game and they avenge that loss, I would love to see them in the playoff because Bo Nix was just as good. And I know that people are crushing Dan Lanning, and maybe, sure, he was a little bit aggressive, like we talked about to start the show. I probably would have taken the field goal to close out the first half. You go into, you know, the second half, down one, you get the possession, you get the ball to start the second half. But you don't beat teams like Washington, quarterbacks no. like Michael Penix by kicking field goals. Well, it was so. awesome was on their first drive when they scored the touchdown, they went for two and got it. So, like, there was a, it was aggressive from jump. Yeah. And the other thing, like, I took away from this game that I was thinking about on the drive-in was NIL money, you know, like the old-time guys, like Dabo Sweeney, oh, once, once kids start getting paid, I'm out of here. And he doesn't want to utilize the transfer portal. This game right here, in my opinion – was everything that's good about the transfer portal, right? Michael Penix Jr. was a kid at Indiana that just couldn't stay healthy because yep. he didn't have good protection, right? Like everybody, I'm like, what's the knock on Penix Jr.? Why wouldn't he be a solid pro? Oh, he's small. No, he's not. He's six foot three, and we saw it on Saturday. He makes every single throw. You didn't know that at Indiana because he was always hurt and didn't have a great system. Bo Nix in the SEC at Auburn couldn't win road games, never really looked all that great on the road, and now he's at Oregon, and I thought, man, he had 337 yards passing and two touchdowns. He was solid in that game. So I just think that that shows that the transfer portal does a lot of good. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You hear those uh, old heads every once in a while, stick it out, try to earn that job. Well, well no, like sometimes late, it, you know it's not going to happen, so you could go elsewhere. And now Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. have the opportunity to play on Sundays. They did not have that opportunity if they stayed at you know, their respective schools. So. You know what a lot of those people are? Those are the people that stayed at one job for 40 years and got to watch. Right. Good job. Did, right. did you go out and try to find a better opportunity for yourself, an opportunity to grow? I mean, we've seen examples time and time again of quarterbacks transferring, going to another program. And then, I don't know, Joe Burrow becomes the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. That's a great example. I mean, that's a great opportunity for him. So what? Yeah. The whole concept of staying and commit to the school, why? Yeah. If the opportunity isn't what you thought it was going to be or what was promised to you and you were told something different or it just didn't work out, and there's other opportunities for you to go play more as opposed to standing on the sidelines for three years, why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Absolutely. And one more thing on the transfer portal, uh, Tez Walker. So North Carolina beats Miami 41-31. Biggest gift from the betting gods, from the gambling gods, from the books, was Tez Walker over 55.5 receiving yards. We talked about that Saturday morning. Six receptions, 132 yards, three touchdowns. He had 11 last year at Kent State. He's the downfield uh, threat that Drake May's been looking for. And here's another kid where the NCAA, they didn't even want to grant this kid uh, his eligibility this season. And he finally gets it. Now two straight games, he's been a big deep threat. So I just thought that, like, Saturday just showed all the good that comes with the portal and just showcased a lot of really good college football, man. Notre Dame beats USC. Caleb Williams threw three interceptions in that game. He only threw three last season when he won the Heisman. That pretty much cancels out his Done. Heisman He's campaign. not winning the Heisman. It's over. You know, Michael Penix Jr. is the rightful favorite. He was lights out in that game. But don't sleep on a guy like Dylan Gabriel, obviously, still. Um, just so much good football. And this Saturday, I mean, we got more big games. This one, obviously, we go over to the Midwest, and we get Penn State, Ohio State. Trista talked about this. It's going to be on your next Beat the Books. I heard her, and I'm on the same side. We bet the under in this game, 48 and a half. It's down to 46 in some shops, 46 and a half. I want to see if that creeps back up. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Everybody's going to talk about Penn State's offense and Drew Aller, and they can push the ball down the field, and they have, you know, Katron Allen and Nick Singleton in that backfield. I haven't been overly impressed, though, by Penn State's offensive line. And the one thing I've been really impressed about with Ohio State, their defensive line, their linebackers. Year two for Jim Knowles, that's a top 10 defense. You could hit them with deep plays down the field like most teams in college. 
Uh, but I think it's going to be like a feel-out process. Maybe you like the first half under. Did take the points with Penn State when it was at five, just thinking, like, I could get a live betting opportunity on Ohio State. These are two offenses. I, I, I feel better about Penn State than I do Ohio State. Like, one week I want to buy in on Kyle McCord. Yeah. And then the next week it's like, ah. They just they haven't put together a full four quarters yet. They've also had some injuries, you know. Mecca being out last week hurt him. Marvin Harrison's been playing like 60%. But I like Penn State to cover in the under in that game. But I it's it's going to be another great week of college football. I do, too. One thing, just back to the Pac-12, because yeah. I think right now the Pac-12 is the best uh, conference in football. Totally and, agree. And it's yeah. just not really being talked about. Oregon State with just a massive bounce-back game against UCLA. Like you said, Ryan, one of the best defenses in the conference. And they beat that ass at yeah. the crib, 36-24. Like, Oregon State, Oregon Civil War yeah. is going to be absolutely ridiculous yeah. Oregon's pressure through the roof I think they go to Oregon State too it's going to be on the road hostile environment winner probably ends up going to the Pac-12 championship against Washington yeah it's going to be nuts dude oh I know I can't Utah wait. gets a big win as well five and one against Cal like it, this is stacked the pressure is mounting oh yeah USC gets Utah this week actually but they get that game at USC and that's why USC went being a from a five-point favorite to a seven-point favorite I actually like USC in that game. I'd probably just like play that right now. I did not expect that to go up. Maybe you wait for it to come down. I don't know if it gets there. I know USC looked like dump against Notre Dame. Bunch of turnovers in that game. They actually outgained Notre Dame. It was just the three interceptions. And I like Utah's defense. If this game's in Utah, like it was, yeah. you know, last year, I like Utah in the game. But I just I don't know that Utah's offense is going to be able to keep up with USC. Take him down. And I don't take know they're going to be able to get stops. Please Jack go to CD Lamb. Just avoided a, a sack. Who is that? Uh, Pollard. Tony damn Pollard. it. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, damn, he gone. just broke a tackle. Are you kidding no. me? Oh, no. Oh, he's down all the way to the 15. Oh, my God. That kills Horrible. the yardage. Oh Horrible tackling. Horrible tackling. Is there, is there a the world where CeeDee Lamb's not going to get this six or seven? Yes. It's starting to look like it because nobody. I mean, Michael I have the Dallas under 299 and a half passing yards for Dak. That was a small little pass that ended up going 60 effing yards. Are you serious? So he, he had 160 yards just a second ago. What a that play. is disgusting. Oh, my God. How do you broken not tackle, tackle him right tackle. They missed two tackles in the backfield that should have been a sack. Then there's a broken sack. <laughs> Look between the lights. You got it? I mean, just. All right. I need a, I need a bubble screen to Tony. Today, Junior. We'll get back to the college football tomorrow, damn it. I mean, yeah, at this point now, we got them knocking on the door again. It's 10-10. What's the live total? By the way, real quick, just because there's a timeout here real quickly. It's crazy now to see Caleb Williams at 35-1 to to win the Heisman. That was a bad game. You got those up right now? Yep. So, Penix. Uh, J.J. McCarthy with the second best. Yeah, See, look at Michael Penix Jr., though. Minus yeah. 145, J.J. McCarthy, 10-1. Where's to Bo Nix? Guys, I can't give uh, it to Bo J.J. Bo Nix is down to 30-1. to I like that, yeah. though. Granted, J.J. McCarthy's got his big games coming up, right? Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. Who the hell is he beat that makes you want to give him that award over Michael Penix, no over Dylan Gabriel, over Jordan Travis? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and Bo Nix. I'd even argue Jaden Daniels. Really? Jayden yeah, Daniels the problem really is the well two losses. Year. That's and not that's him. Thing. That defense. That's stinks. what I mean. Jaden Daniels, is, it's, it's been the defense that's been the problem there. I, I appreciate you naming all my guys. There you yards. Go. Yeah, man, I got you. you man, know? if CeeDee Lamb doesn't get this six grab after having five in the first half, guys. That's Cousin Joe, baby. That's Cousin Joe. Yeah, Cousin Joe may have ruined it for you. I think we need to have him on the show give out his picks. And it's I called, need Michael Gallup to have two more catches, guys. Cousin Joe. I mean, he's got five for 84, guys. I need one more. Because Quentin Johnson ain't. Eckler, I don't know what door. would be worse, no. though. Eckler was his number for receiving yards, 33 and a half. 
and he had one for 28 yards, and he still has 33. Oh, oh my God. In the bad world, Dallas yeah. scores 17-10. Chargers have a long drive, do nothing. Dallas gets ball back, eats clock. It's McCarthy, so it's probably three straight runs. There's a good chance I don't get CD home unless I get that reception right here. I need a little bubble screen. Problem is, Kellen Moore ain't walking through that yeah, door to draw it up. No, I, don't, I don't know if Mike McCarthy's heard no. about the bubble screen. Not I, with CD Lamb his involved. Most, his most creative play used to be back in the day, Randall Cobb in the backfield for a one-yard halfback draw. You know what, but really quickly, back to college really fast, just because you yeah. talked about the bubble screen. I'm so glad I no longer have a head coach for Oregon that just goes bubble screen literally straight oh. across on third and long scenarios where – just Listen, you've got linebackers coming. you got yep. DN guys coming way fast, and it's for a loss. That was the bane of my existence, <laughs> third and long bubble screen. It's the uh, give the ball to your playmaker and hope he does something because i got nothing else for you. hope he can get around the corner. Just throw it. Just we make sure it's a forward anymore. pass. We don't do that Only sideways forward when pass. We're trotting Anthony Brown out there. Oh, well, that so is true. bad. Ryan kind knows. of a big of a difference here. Bo Nix, so Anthony painful. Brown. So painful. Yeah. We did that, with the, uh, we did that in the um, Marcus Mariota days, though. We did that in every the chip era. days. Yeah, we did that in the chip days. We yeah. did that in the Helfrich you know, age. Yeah. I said a lot of nice things about the Chip to start the year, guys. Like he's being carried by that defense, and yeah. Dante Moore, man, he does not look good. No, he doesn't. I feel no. like he's only out he, there because he threatened to leave if he didn't get the the gig. He makes some really bad mistakes. I can't believe mistakes. that, and that should have been a sack, guys. That should have been a sack. Another Tony Pollard run here, man. They're trying to get Pollard in the end zone. He's down inside the. He's probably wow. right at the five here. Pollard. 12 There's a flag. And a flag. Come God, on, tell hope me. it's holding. Yeah, please. Give it to me. For the dogs. Guys, the live, to the, dogs. the live total's 34 and a half when Drake down. went from certified lover boy to for the dogs in literally Holding. like two seconds flat. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> told, told Rihanna she was mediocre in bed, just yeah. right on wax. I can't believe he did that. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Team Rihanna on that one. Same. He came after the fact that she's pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. The wildest thing that's ever happened it's in music holding. history, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm no, really nervous for my bets. Yeah. Remember when Usher said that he does it for the ladies, but sometimes he has to keep it thug, and then he proceeded to make another song for the ladies? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I, just, I, never, I never really understood where he was going That was a that. random thought by you. That's going <laughs> uh, way back, uh, too. Yeah. But it's you just know guys it, doing the opposite of what they say, <laughs> yeah, basically. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, come on, CeeDee Lamb. My gosh, it's been a right, long, so long, and it's backs. a halfback draw. Cause of course. Yep. It's the Mike McCarthy special on first and 16. Everybody knows you call the halfback. Where we want to run look the football him. more. It's we like a mad Second and 13. Like, look, there is no way McCarthy's using all these play calls. That looks more like a uh, Waffle House One of these House says menu. kneel down. Like, yeah. one of these says Hail Mary. I love that they're all highlighted in different colors. <laughs> one just says think positive. It's like the old yeah. Madden play, HP toss plus pass. Yeah. HP dive. You are special. Dive. You are worth it. You are a professional. Water, watermelon smash. <laughs> it should say CeeDee Lamb bubble screen cash Horvath's ticket so he could buy groceries. Come on, empty backfield Or CD across the middle. Give me some CD. No, oh, God. No, that's it's not happening. It's under pressure, and he under got nowhere pressure. to go. Oh, oh that's holding flag. again. Another yeah, flag. there's going to be more holding, This is tough like. to watch, guys. Yeah, this, this has uh, been another uh, another tough game. Glad I live bet the under in this. Glad I'm a college football guy Ooh. because, you know, yeah. I love the NFL guys that don't uh, better quarterback play. It, I don't know. Go back and watch Oregon-Washington, and then you guys go back and watch Washington-Atlanta. Uh, well, it goes in cycles, though, because <laughs> we may have, like, five first-round picks at quarterback this year, yeah. and then next year could be totally different. Right? I know. I'm saying, the, like, so Saturday that, night I'm watching goes. Drake May. I'm watching, yeah. not that he played good, Caleb Williams. Yeah, and, and again, going to what you said about Michael Penix Jr., too, the, the accuracy there is is oh, NFL-level elite because he's making throws on the run around defender's sidearm yeah. that's 
hitting a receiver perfectly in the chest with a defender draped when, on his shoulder. When someone's coming for that it's ass. unbelievable. He's just so, he's so calm and focused in the pocket, and that's what gets you to the next level and makes you successful. As an Oregon fan, I was disgusted. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, true. But you have to appreciate the greatness oh, on that's that. Oh, defensive you know? holding. No last, play. Oh. Last really really quick hot take for more about you. I would take I would draft Drake May over Caleb Williams. Wow, Whoa. just because that one game, huh? No. Oh, man. It was because of that one game. All right, All right, let's save it and clip it because you know that's not happening, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ben MGM tonight. He's going to change his mind because it's an S1. Whenever we look at penalties here, I think one of the things that we tend to do is just look at yards or how many infractions have occurred, things like that. And if you do that, then, okay, maybe you're discounting the Ravens and Broncos and Cardinals, and they're the usual suspects, and that's fine. But I think there's a more accurate way for determining who is committing penalties in, say, high-leverage situations when you actually have to play sound football because of a play that could determine the outcome of a contest? Who can you rely upon and who can't you rely upon? And one of the stats that I cite frequently on BetQL Daily is expected points, EP, EPA, a lot of variations to it. And what it does is it puts context to plays. And so a false start on first and 10 is not going to be as severe as, say, a false start on third and inches. First and 15, yeah, you're getting set back, but you can still move the chains. Whereas third and five, third and six, much, much tougher, much higher leverage of a situation than, say, third and inches. We are going to power rank the five worst teams in the NFL. They're not power rankings. They're powerless rankings. At number 32, we have the Bears at 0-4. Justin Fields struggling. His QBR close to the bottom in the league. The offense is out of sync. A lot of issues. Plenty of blame to go around. 
just not good. It would be the Chicago Bears. The dysfunction matters for something. And the dysfunction has lasted, you know, for a good year now. No surprise, Bears are 32nd. Back to what do you have to hang your hat on? What do the Bears have? Do they have upside with the quarterback? I don't know. We'll see. I want to see how Fields does tomorrow off the best game of his career. I know they don't have a head coach. I know they don't have an offense to speak of. Luke Getzey's a disaster at offensive coordinator. I know they don't have anybody on defense. It's terrible there. I mean, they just don't. They have nothing. I don't know if they have a GM. I know the ownership stinks. We've got the Panthers at 31. Nothing is going right. Bryce Young came back, and the offense uh, wasn't very good. Then at number 31, I've got the Carolina Panthers. The fourth and sixth lowest success rates of unqualified quarterbacks belong to Andy Dalton and Bryce Young. 29, I, did, I decided to go with Carolina there. I know they're 0-4, but um, I went 29 because, look, I don't I don't know that Reich was the right hire. Now, offensively, they're a mess, but they just drafted their franchise quarterback, and early on, it looks like Bryce Young might be the worst of those top few guys. He might be. A 1-3 team again. The New York Giants. The Giants have now been outscored 64-3 to at home this season and would be winless if it wasn't for that comeback against the Cardinals, another team that could possibly be on this list. Now the Giants, this is where we're going. Like, what do you have to hang your hat on? Um, I don't want to kill them because of the injuries, the brutal injuries they've dealt with on each side of the box. Andrew Thomas and Saquon are so vital to this team, but it's not like they're good with, with them on the field either. The quarterback leads the NFL in interceptions with six. Josh Jacobs, he's not doing very well. Devontae Adams is calling out everybody, saying that there's no winning culture. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. 31. I went with the Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels. You want to hear a little more about that? 17-10. Cowboys on top of the Chargers. 11-19 to go in the fourth quarter here. Uh, meanwhile, we're sitting here waiting for the Diamondbacks to try and rally. Top of the ninth. Phillies up 5-3 on Arizona. I, this Phillies team, man, they are. They are a team that could literally. Here we go. Oh, did they oh move the TVs on me? What have they done? Yes, they did. No. Yeah, no, here. I'm going to uh, put it on my phone. i got to turn this way. They got, I got it over there. I got it over, but not in the yes. center. What's in the middle there now? What I don't did they put? know. They changed Is that the, the Phillies Diamondbacks game? It's uh, Breaking Bad. No, I'm kidding. I, don't L- know. I look away for two seconds and everything's oh. changed. Guys, uh, CeeDee Lamb over five and a half receptions. Yep. Were, we, were we on the on the air for that one? You've lost track. Yes, no. we were. We were on the air for that no, one? No, we weren't. No. Okay. No, we weren't. So. There was a lot of cheers yeah. in here, though. We won, though. Yeah. There were a lot of people. I forgot that I had the over five and a half on that, too, so it was good. Yeah. Sometimes you get to the point where, like, you know, you think about a bet, and you're like, you're not sure. Yeah. So maybe you don't bet it, but those other ones you do, and you have to go back sometimes and look. On, yeah, that was my these standalone games. Come on, Herbie. Now I, come on, Herbie. Now I'd come like on, the Herbie. Chargers to cover. Come on, here. Oh, my God, that's P.I. That's there we go. Pass interference. We get a yep, P.I. Yep, yep. call. Um, Quentin Johnston catching a 40-yard pass would be really cool. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It's uh, not happening. He's done nothing today. You're, pr- you're probably right, Nick. He but is, hey. uh, I, and I love, your, I love your positive thinking, and I you appreciate that. You never know, that. though, you know. Uh, Sometimes good things happen to those who wait. J-Ron Curse with a holding, so it's 17-10, 11-09 to go in the fourth now. And Five yards only, though. All right, Herbie. Live we- total, 36 and a half. 
Oh, uh, Cowboys minus six and a half now. Is it 25 or 30? I think it might be 25 more yards for Herbie that I need. What does he have, 201? Oh, Actually, you're getting I need, there. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. like jinx it for you, but. I need 229 and a half, and I need two passing TDs. He's and be, then we're good. Then we're home. That that plus 380, that conservatively, conservatively aggressive parlay will come home. Oh, what a terrible damn play it. call. What a damn bad play it. call. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Oh, man. It's, I know. Uh, this is, i got to be honest, these, both these offenses have been a tough watch today. They really have. It, it's it's the kind of the opposite of everything that we expected. Oh, they've got the alt cast up there. We don't need that. We need another one of the Chargers game. What are we doing here? We don't need an alt cast. Yeah, I'm looking at right now the box score. So Tony Pollard over the receptions. CeeDee Lamb over the receptions. Yep. If you bet those. But nobody else. Brandon Cooks needs one more. His was three and a half. He's sitting there at three. What'd you need for Gallup? He's got two for 19. I, I need over three and a half, so I need four. He's been targeted eight or nine times. So we need the Chargers to score another grab yeah. for Palmer. He's so that would be game. five for over 70. Keenan Allen's got six for 62. And then you scroll down and you see good old Quentin Johnston, number one out of TCU with that one target, no nothing. catches. Though. Absolutely nothing. And this is the thing. Michael Gallup has been targeted in this game. Eight catches. But you, or eight targets, but just two receptions. Call me That's dumb. Brutal. But like that was the right play. If the Chargers, Offensive holding. guys, if, Goodness the, if the Chargers were not going to use Quentin Johnston, why didn't they draft Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer? Because I mean, I like Gerald Everett. But Sam imagine, like imagine this offense with two tight ends that are pass catching tight ends. That, yeah, that are weapons. Like, well, kind of like the Bills were trying. We haven't really seen that come to fruition. Quentin this year, Johnston but. legit is garbage. Yeah, cool. Because in this yeah. game, even you're seeing like the Chargers are running a bunch of heavy. They're running a bunch of two tight end formations. So that's I just don't understand. Oh look, Herbert was looking. Okay. Oh, it's Keenan Allen. There we and go, Keenan. Be a first first down. What a that was grab, on second and twenty-four. Yeah. So Keenan Allen goes over all his props, the receptions and the receiving yards. Even in a matchup like this right now, seems like it's just a good prop bet. He's got more receptions than any Charger yep. through this stage of five games, and Herbert's completing eighty percent of his passes when he targets them. Obviously, that familiar that they're familiar with each other. Familiarity. <laughs> yeah, it's late. That's seven for eighty-five for him now in a touchdown. All right. So that's goodness gracious. I'm doing Long math. Of Twenty-three. Which he didn't is even get the first right down there. on that. Damn it. So oh, wow. they're going empty. No, you got. Come on, back. Eckler. There you go. Ding, right. ding, 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 ding. Ball All right, Eckler hits his uh, attempts prop. So that comes home. There, nope, maybe not. It looks like it's a. You gotta be kidding me. Is that a hold? Looks like that's a hold. What's happening? There's no chance. There's a hold. Your guy Craig Kimbrell's also oh, on the mound right now. Oh, are you serious? Oh, are you serious? Oh, just when things can't get any worse. Are you words. kidding me? <laughs> I gotta watch Craig Kimbrell. Oh my God, why Zion? Oh, that's are huge. Are you serious? I'm third and one. Why? Oh. That's a back break. This is what the Chargers do. Like, this is the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, it's been the same story for like the last decade. Brandon Staley's going to get fired at the end of the season. He just he has to. I feel like it's like just like a black hole though, where anybody that gets this job. Has it's the like same the Ravens thing. and injuries. There's like nothing you can do. It's yeah. like the swamp thing. All right, third and eleven. This Jeez, is a four, four down scenario though. You have to Quentin do it. Quentin Johnson down there somewhere. Oh, oh ball's tipped. And tipped. It's yeah. Incomplete. Goodness gracious. Okay. Shoot. It's punt time, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's at this point, time. Cowboys right down the field. So we know what's going to happen, though. Order of football. Man. There's going to be a lot of they Tony will, Pollard will, but that's here. okay. A lot of Tony Pollard. Yeah, I'd like Gallup to get a couple of receptions. Oh. But I, it's not happening. Not, not with these types of play calls from Mike McCarthy. It's going to be nothing but running the football. Eckler still 
Eckler still has 33 receiving Eckler's yards. Eckler's, like, disappeared after a big start. A half a yard short. If that happens, guys, I, I don't even know what to I, say. I have been there, and it is absolutely brutal. Where I was know. this? I wish Dallas played like this on uh, last Sunday against San Francisco. <laughs> no, no, but, but we already uh, – what was that? Like, this defense – What was that? Again tonight looked like the real deal. Austin Eckler, 13 carries, 25 yards. He's what averaging exactly 1.9. I they think the Chargers just got that. Give that Cowboys to me, please. Oh, thank oh, you. Wow. This is why I love this place. MGM National Harbor. Come say hi. If the Chargers don't lose by two, I'll be here till 4 a.m. <laughs> Come say hi. Drinks on you. But uh, I'll hang wow. out. Wait, no. We don't know. We Nothing don't good know. coming Nothing here. Nothing good. There's no way. I got to see. Can we see? Here's look. the replay, luckily. All right, so Turpin. So Turpin. He's running. He got Did he call for a catch, though? I don't think he. I didn't see a signal for a. Fight. I don't know. Did he touch him? Did that touch his leg right there? Oh no! See. Well, I mean, he completely boxed. See? I got to see it again because I got Craig Kimbrell. It looks like he's shaking in his boots catch. right now in his cleats. We got a mound visit right now. Craig Kimbrell, man who's been here many, many times. One of the, some would consider him all-time great closers in baseball history. I'm not sure. Music kicking in right now. What happened here? I'm feeling it a little Just, bit. You know, setting setting the pace a little bit here. You know. There's a lot of. Sometimes you got to set the pace. So they're going to chant or look at this to see what happened there. Yeah, they. I have would to. have to see it again to tell you. Because it doesn't really yeah. look My like anything. My interpretation is, of the uh, situation, though. Meanwhile, you got a runner on first for Arizona, down five three in the ninth. Ooh, things getting dicey for Craig Kimbrell. Just a little bit dicey. Your guy, Craig Kimbrell, too. Gets a strike. Big fan, there. I know. Big fan of that. Crowd electric right there in Arizona. Or in Philadelphia. <laughs> Sounds like I think it's in Philadelphia. I don't it, is, it is. I was gonna say, yeah, it's pretty it sure it is. It is. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. It is, but well, is it though past your bedtime? Because you're the one that stays up till four a.m. Not tonight. It's not. Not tonight. Yeah, tonight is gonna be a late night for you. I need to know what this call is going to be. Let's see what Twitter's saying. Sometimes you, when you're here, you're doing a live broadcast. You and have. You, miss well, the point. you don't always have. Well, we have sound, but like you can't always. Rest. I mean, it's not like it's not muffled or anything see, in our ears. Right. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what let's see what the squad's saying. So we got Mario producer hating ass Mario says that possession was laughable. Uh, you can That's catch true. him on the Chargers podcast, doing a great job. Eddie Ross, Ed with Sports on X says with the way the grizzled, with the way the grizzled in the NFL media talk about hashtag analytics, you'd wonder why anyone would ever look at a number. I don't know what that means. That Ed, was very. That was a. That is a. That is a so, tweet from him. I guess nobody on Twitter is tweeting about, I don't know, what's going on on the field. <laughs> well, we don't, nobody really knows. That's the whole point. It's just kind of uh, seeing what this call is going to be. Lindsay okay says Herbert can't miss that throw. So not, uh, not too much. Our guy Jeff Feinberg, friend of show, you'll hear him this week. He says Chargers defense is like when any of us mids handicaps get off to a good start on the golf course. All your buddies know the two... And OB's that will team. wrap it up. Phillies take the game 5-3. Yeah! There Craig Kimbrell, never a doubt. All done. Guys, All done. nails out there. He uh, has the clutching. All right, so there's a challenge. Cousin Joe asks me, what's the Dallas guy doing? Question mark in the group text. I don't know, Joe. I'm on the air. <laughs> what is he doing, though? And does that even Joe. touch him? Is that what they're challenging? I think it might have touched his leg. What is there going he goes. He, got, he, he has it for so Who has the ball? Just tell me who has the ball, Joe and Troy, or anybody. Well, the Chargers definitely fall on it. Yeah, yeah that's, so it's Chargers ball. Should be Chargers it, ball. It should be Chargers ball here. I, would he I don't know why first. this wouldn't be Chargers ball. I'm not even really sure what the complication is. The ball I, was touched multiple times by. The I kind of want this game to end in a tie because I just feel like it would be so 
Charger and Cowboy. Don't they feel night? like sort of uh, like flip sides of the same coin? Like should be much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Offensively weird. Yeah. Always finding ways to lose when they, they shouldn't. They seem like a team that has like a like two teams that have a tremendous amount of talent. Yes. But they have two dummies yes. running them. You know. It'd be like I've if like Starbucks like and like Apple, you know? like as great of, of companies as they are, like if they were run by like City. Mike McCarthy. Worked at Circuit City. Did you really? Was, yeah, I did my freshman year in high school or college, and it was, it was a lot of dummies running that thing. A lot did you get of some dummies. Free CDs? No. Did you ever they, steal no, anything? No. And be I, honest. no, I didn't. But there was a lot of people in the uh, warehouse that did. Oh yeah. They would steal all the time. Yeah. I worked as a line. It was called line personnel. Okay. What and it was uh, when it was like Thanksgiving, Black Friday, whatever, and there would be people trying to go into multiple lines for multiple registers. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Actually, we're just forming one line. So it's going to be one line, and then it's just going to go to all the registers. And they're like, oh, no, I want this PS5 now. And you're like, no, no, sorry. You got to get your ass. You were like a bouncer kind of thing. Yeah, get your ass back there. (laughs) One line. All I need is one line. And then I sold protection month. plans. Hey, uh, you want this, too. Uh, this CD player, player for, for yep. 37 cents? Uh, you could have a five-year warranty. basketball yeah. hoops and protection me, plans. Yeah, there. me too. Yeah, yeah. you got to in case oh, you're great. Hey, I, man. I, I would always sell it like, yeah, you know, uh, your son, me and my buddies back in the day, we'd get our trampoline out. We'd have dunk contests. We'd try to tear down the yep. rim like Shaq in 94. You got to get the protection plan. I actually, yeah. I, actually my selling I actually was such a good seller. I had a guy try to get me involved in a pyramid scheme. Did he really? Oh, yeah. What yeah. kind? Oh, yeah. I showed up to I joined thing. one. I, sh- I, sold, uh, I, I sh- sold. I sold Cutco Knives. I really? Showed up. I sold Herbalife. <laughs> I showed up to this thing, and it was this Cutco big Cutco Knives are actually like, nice. Cutco Knives are great. I still got some. Yeah. You guys want to come over? I'll dice you up. Dice, uh, dice, uh, dice, uh, dice up some chopped beef? Yeah. Oh, there little, you go. A uh, little something. So we've all been in pyramid schemes. Yes. We've well, all no, I didn't pr- join this one, though. I was like, we've oh, this We've all is sold protection plans. Yes, yeah. I've done that. And we all have been in the martial arts. We have a ton in common. There you go. Yeah. I was taekwondo. Well, you were. I was, it was karate. It was karate like that, yeah. Karate, and you were. I did a little bit of everything. I did a little uh, jiu-jitsu. I did, the be- I, I, I did karate. I did, uh, yeah. Just yeah. Who knew we had so much in common? Yeah. Really. Should we do you still remember odd. your Kai? I do. Kai? Oh, yeah. That, that, that was like. Our whole like uh, thing. There was yeah. like kicks oh. involved and punches. I don't, about don't remember. Katas? I don't. Yeah, kata. Oh, yeah, I was like not a kata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, is I it Chargers ball? Uh, I don't. know. I don't know. I've been waiting for so long installing, and for the love of God, they're giving us nothing. Recovered by Chargers is what they say. That's what it says. Possession I mean, arrow I don't know why it wouldn't first. Be. Possession Recovered. arrow showing Dallas on my uh, ESPN. I see Chargers. Okay. It's nobody knows. That's what we're realizing. Well, Absolutely on the side. Absolutely. Yep. Chargers on the ball. Sideline. Chargers ball. Eight forty-one to there go. There we go. Oh 17, yeah. 10. Punch oh, this, this in, boys. Huge. This is huge for us. Herbie, oh my god. Back my to pass. Big deal. Aggressive Big deal. Parlay. Big deal. Come on, We're Herbie. Back tomorrow. It's Ben MG tonight. Whenever we look at penalties here, I think one of the things that we tend to do is just look at yards or... 
college football wagering. I will also chat with guests from all across the country, hit on the day's biggest storylines and angles. So join me every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, for the BetQL tailgate kickoff here on the BetQL Network with me, Ryan Horvath. Are you ready, sir? Start your engines. Let's go. Astros money line versus the Marlins. Johnny Cueto, no thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How does this affect me personally? Which is absolutely bonkers to me. If you do the middle school math, is 117 yards per game that you gotta post each and every weekend. I knew it! I knew it! Who has the upper hand? Do we think it's gonna be the offenses or do we think it's going to be the defenses? How about Saturday's game? Let's just throw a random game out here. Like, I don't want to put faith in NC State. There's a chance we'll, we'll lose outright. Who knows? Jinx is definitely not paying attention right now. He's just vibing to the music. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Baseball is winning on the BetQL Network with Bet for the Cycle featuring Cody Decker. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and handicapper Rob Brown. Couldn't hit a baseball off a high school pitcher. That's why I played soccer. Double plays, props, and parlays. Not only Blue Jays' run line here, Cody, I might tease it up to an alternate run line of minus two and a half. Join the chaos every Saturday from noon to four Eastern. Can you explain to me how these are the same odds? Can someone please explain to me how these are the same odds? <laughs> exactly what I was I've looked say. at this over and over and over again. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I have so many hot takes just off of this here. Well, let them let them rip a little bit. What's, the, what's like the first one? It is going to be absolutely awesome. Remove the one seed, remove the two seed. Who are they supposed to lose to? You know what? Carver's going to triple it out. You lost. It's over. Who does he think he is? Kobe Bryant's? Like, what that's, was that? So I I don't think I've ever seen an endgame like that before. But that's literally like, I am.